your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday. Is it Wednesday, John? Is that the day? I Today? think so. <laughs> Last I checked. People always rip on me because I forget the days. Because in the news world, you kind of think a day ahead. The news that I'm writing today is going to be read tomorrow, so i got to think a day ahead. But it is Wednesday. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. John Robinson, he is basically a Viterbo economics professor in town here, and I think you're a central grad, if I remember right, yep, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, we've, we've, we've passed, let's just do this real quick. We've passed the fallout of losing a central high school. Did you have any feelings there when, like, because when I look back, and we're, this isn't the show today, but we just, I just had the <laughs> superintendent on. We're talking about uh, um, a referendum going to the, to the ballot in April about school funding and then, um, Logan Middle School. I don't know. Were you? Is it no Lincoln Middle School? Were you a Lincoln Middle School? I was, guy? It was Longfellow. Was me. You were a Longfellow guy. Okay. So if if and I, I I went to Hortonville High School and if Hortonville High School just dissolved and the kids from Hortonville went to New London and Clintonville and 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 Appleton School, I'd be like, huh, all right, well that sucks, but okay, like I wouldn't it wouldn't like be the worst thing i like it wouldn't bother me all that much but i don't i don't still live in hortonville so i don't know do you if you saw central dissolve into one giant high school on the south side is there a part of you that was like would like be really mad that that happened yeah i mean i feel like you're just about describe my feelings too like i have good memories there but i you know i wouldn't be curled up in the corner sucking my thumb but i you know honestly i feel like i have um, more attachment to the geography of Longfellow because they have a whole bunch of like, there's like the, almost the WPA mural on the outside, like a stone relief carving with, you know, commerce and I don't know. There's like, you know, a whole bunch of interesting architecture. I mean, that and, was part of the plan though. If we went to a new high school, there the plan was to take the middle school students and put them in Central and Logan, so we wouldn't even really lose Central and Logan. We would actually lose Longfellow. So now you're you're picketing and tiki torches at City Hall, <laughs> yeah. or no, not even City Hall. Uh, I don't know the school board wherever they meet. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I'm going to out myself as a lover of beautiful things and beautiful architecture. I'm. Com- I'm recently committed to aesthetics. I spent a long time as a person who just thought about what was useful and now i'm interested in having you know some beauty around and i think there's you know parts of that building that are really cool but you know i bet you the boiler's 100 years old so you know some yeah, tension I think, there i think when if if we dissolve some of those old buildings because lincoln middle school is 100 years old so we're in whatever happens happens to it i think uh engel yesterday the superintendent of lacrosse schools talked about the the, the school district would have a conversation with community leaders about where that building would be, I guess, sold off or given away, or I don't know. Um, but, but but when you talk about Longfellow and some of the architecture there, yeah, we'll just well before we sell the building, we're just going to cut off this thing, and, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll pl- plaster it onto the wherever the the Longfellow Middle Schoolers go. Maybe we could do that. Something something we'll we'll have to bring up uh, open session at the beginning of school board meeting. Maybe you should go and and just mention that before they dissolve some of that stuff. Um, Sounds good. But some of the things I wanted to to talk, I brought you in here. I'm not great on economics and business, and and so I appreciate you coming in here. And then you could just take over because I'm going to be pretty naive about this stuff. But <laughs> but I did but I did see some some things getting floated around, and I wanted to get your take on them. First of all, the newest one is is there while we're we're and I didn't even throw this one at you while we're having Senate committee sessions or whatever hearings on Ticketmaster because they're 
price gouging the price of Taylor Swift tickets, and every senator has their own Taylor Swift quote. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably no, have, I you did probably not. Have it sounds, sounds like it, though. Yeah, they, every not there was multiple people. Just every argument they had, and they go as this Taylor Swift song says, and then they would say some Taylor Swift quote in terms of like going after ticket Ticketmaster because. I think at some point Ticketmaster was charging like thousands of dollars for a Taylor Swift ticket based on their new prices, their price system. I haven't bought a ticket on Ticketmaster for a long time, so I don't know. Um, but but it's just funny to see all these old senators that, you know, their average age is like 60-some years old uh, using Taylor Swift. But you you don't have an opinion on the Taylor Swift ticket price. You have kids that probably love Taylor Swift, don't you? <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to being a you little got, bit of a Swifty, just a little bit of the say, old you, stuff. I like the old stuff. You got Swifties in the. You're a Swifty, I think maybe. I <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it, it, this is a. I mean the, the, this is a long. This is, I mean this is this is an issue that goes back a while. When you've got, you know, when you've got like this scarce stuff, you got a lot. Of, I mean, you've got a lot of people all want to be there, um, right? If you just do it like an economics, we call it the market clearing price. So it's like, well, let's just bid on it until we get to the, you know, until only the people who can, uh, you know, afford it line up and then you get like crazy high prices and then famously you get people like billy joel was like well i don't want my audience to be full of people that could you know i i always said i'm a i'm kind of a nba junkie i always said if i was running an nba team i would take the front row of all the tickets and i would make all the the people that have the front row and i would say hey you guys you're all the rich people that own these tickets they're thousands of dollars a Mm -hmm. game Three or four games or whatever, or maybe I, as an owner, I just say this: I'm going to get rid of you guys. Don't get those tickets, but we're going to go to like the the children's homes or something like that, and you kids are all going to get the. So the whole front row every game is just kids going and kids that are never going to be able to sit front row, and you just rotate this. And I don't know why no team has figured this out. Probably because they're losing like ten thousand dollars a ticket mm-hmm. on front row, and I get ticket Ticketmaster like price gouging in a way. They they take the system to make the most money out of the tickets that are the scarce because otherwise I'm getting on Ticketmaster I'm going to buy the ticket for a t- whatever a Taylor Swift front row ticket two hundred bucks and then I'm going to go immediately to uh, the the secondary market or mm-hmm. from Facebook market and try to sell this thing for five thousand dollars or whatever I can get for a Taylor Swift ticket because so Ticketmaster is like well we're going to take out that person and we're just going to sell the tickets uh, that way so it makes sense but I only bring it up because. Um, we do it for Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift tickets because what? That's fun and it gets news and we talk about it on Lacrosse Talk PM. But there's a news story about egg prices. Everybody is affected by this. Every restaurant, every person, every parent uh, that cooks breakfast. I don't eat breakfast, but I do like eggs in my salad. Um, well, those those prices have exploded too. But I don't see any Senate committees. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Here. There's no and then uh, gas prices. Uh, Every price of everything, like we could have Senate committees on everything, but we go after Ticketmaster, but it's kind of a funny, funny uh, thing. But we'll get to that. Other things, uh, defunding the IRS. Can we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, you have a take on, yeah. um, uh, like the, the Democrats last Congress uh, passed a bill to add 87,000 people to the IRS. And, you know, Republicans claim it's just going to go after uh, people's taxes and Democrats claim it's just going to be 87,000 more people to answer the phone. So where where do we meet there? Um, what was the other one? Now, I didn't write them all down, John. i got to go back to our, our text thread here. Oh, yeah, we got the, I mean, maybe the, what's, oh, uh, go ahead. The, 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 the Speaking of prices going up, there's also this idea that we're going to we're gonna get rid of income tax. Oh, yep. 
and then in in to counterbalance that we're just going to jack everything up with a sales tax by 23 to 30%. Yep, right and that was like part of the deal to broker the speaker into his spot, so it's going to get a floor vote probably. Yeah, so the US like, House <laughs> of Representatives is going to vote on whether or not to increase the price of everything with a sales tax of 23 to 30%. That I don't know I don't know who thinks that's a good idea. All right, those are what was the other one? You you were you were throwing one at me. Oh, uh just oh yeah, we were um the Wisconsin economy like, you know, we got compared to like tech stuff like the you know, we've got you know job shortages still in Wisconsin. It's still tough to find people to work in in our kinds of economic. Where meanwhile, out out west, there were ten thousand layoffs and ten you know at Microsoft and Amazon and you know so like why why is our economy looking different than what's going on out there? Yeah, would that be just like it costs more to to rent a place? <laughs> <laughs> just- that's I don't know. But they're laying people off. Yeah, they just off. felt sorry for all the people and said, "Look, we just got to cut this off." They're here. laying people off because they got to pay those people so much more money because the rent for an apartment there is like seven thousand dollars a month. Anyway, uh, John Robinson's a Viterbo economist. Let's just go. Let's just go that. I like that. You, you have other titles, and you have like more important titles that I'm throwing under the bus. Like, what are those titles at Viterbo? Uh, well, I'm interim associate dean, but I like economists better. It sounds uh, I don't know. Very technical. And I guess fancy. it's cachet, maybe. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Uh, if you if you want to call or shoot me a text, 608-785-7914. If you got questions, just I mean, locally, statewide, nationally, uh, let's let's stump John on something. Uh, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Get out of here, Stone Temple Pilot. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Jeff texted in, Hortonville, is that an insect or a disease? I don't, I don't get it. Is he <laughs> ripping on me or ripping on Hortonville? Or does Hortonville, uh, Maybe he thought it would do both. Does Hortonville sound like an insect or a disease, or am I the insect or it's, disease? It's Dr. Seuss, right? Is that what he's doing there? I, I don't think so. Jeff, you'll have to explain. Or I should be offended because you're ripping on the, uh, the, the high school that I grew up in. Uh, John Robinson's in here with me. He's the economist at Viterbo University. Uh, he wears a couple of other hats there, but he likes just being called the economist. Kind of like when we bring, we have a, it, I'll I'll bring different people in the city on, but I'll just give them the term czar. Oh yeah, you know, like we, uh, me and William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair, just just talked with the union czar of the MTU in the city. So we didn't call him that though. We called him the president. But I just thought, hey, if I bring him on the show, we're going to call him the czar. Um, so we could call you the czar. Are you the interim czar at Viterbo and Economics? The economics, right? Uh, yeah. Claim uh, it. Um, As right. of right now. All right. So what? Do you, which one of these things do you want to tackle first? The the income tax thing, uh, egg price gouging, the the Wisconsin workforce. Yeah, I mean, I, the you know banning the IRS and the and the income tax is interesting. I think. You know the. They're not related, though. I don't think these I, are two separate things. Um, it, no, it's connected because. If you um, if we if we switch over to a sales tax, part of the deal is like okay, and we'll make the states enforce the sales tax, so we don't like need oh, yeah. federal enforcement folks because there's no there's no income tax. You just ask the states for the sales tax revenue, and they just send it to you. Because if we take out federal income tax out of the equation, then we don't need the IRS at all. Uh, well, you wouldn't need the IRS to enforce income taxes because they wouldn't exist. I mean, there are other federal taxes that maybe they would still exist for, like, I don't know, like gasoline tax, unless they change that too. We would still but, need some IRS. We just wouldn't need as big of an IRS, perhaps. I mean, there I mean, there are definitely periods in American history where, like, basically no one interacted with the federal tax collector and they just got the revenue other ways. Like, at the border, I mean, you know, doing import tariffs or, like, 
you know, we'll just, you know, do like through licenses on certain products or mm-hmm. whatever. So, I mean, I mean, Care- definitely careful pub. about bringing up the border. I don't know. <laughs> Fair. But I mean, so this is sort of like, I don't know. It's interesting thinking about, is this this thing that could happen? I mean, apparently kind of, yeah. I mean, we could, but it, it's not, I mean, is it that interesting to just switch tax enforcement to the States instead of the federal government? Uh, I well, guess that's not interesting unless the other half of the equation is we're going to add 23 to 30% of a sales tax to everything we buy. That's pretty yeah. bleeping interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll bleep myself, but, um, well, and this came up last time when we talked just that, I mean, in general, sales taxes, uh, taxes are like the opposite of how income taxes work and that they hit the poor harder. You know, right. it's like, you know, the, the poorer you are, the more of your money you spend on buying food and rent. And so if that's sales taxed, you're getting hit on like every dollar. Whereas if I, you know, if I've got 19 million coming off my portfolio, I mean, all right, sure. I spent 800 grand on my three houses and my trips last year, but as a percentage of my total income, it's a lot smaller and I've socked away the rest. Well, I'm not worried about, oh, if I buy this, like this is the stupid stuff I worry about. If I buy something and get it shipped to me in Minnesota, my sales tax is like 7.5%, I think, <laughs> in my county. Because Minnesota's county to county can fluctuate. But if I have it shipped to store, like if I buy something from a box store in town, then it's only 5.5%. And if it's a TV that's like $2,000, I'm saving like 30 bucks. So then I do it because... <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, it's worth the time to and, type in a different address. And right? somebody make, making a million dollars just wants the TV delivered to their home. They are not. They don't care about the $30 extra 2.5% sales tax. But now we're talking about like 23% to 30% sales tax. Um, I don't see how this is a good idea for I – don't, I don't see how this is a winning plan for politics. But I, is there a world where this would be better than having an income tax? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Right? What? What's the? I mean, what if I'm trying to do the moral reason for this? What are we getting? At? I think the the idea is to like get at taxing maybe the thing that we okay. Bigger picture, if you ta- if you tax something, you get less of it, right? If we tax income, there's going to be less income. If we tax cigarettes, we get less cigarettes. Right? Like that's the point of doing these excise, you know, the sin taxes and stuff like that. So in general, and it's just like how people react to incentives. Like, oh, this this is more expensive, so I'm just going to do less of it, right? So if we tax income, it's like, well, don't give me as much income. Give me some other stuff, you know? And if we tax consumption, like buying stuff, then who, people are going to buy less stuff. Who but, is saying if we tax income, give me less income? Nobody's, who's saying that? Well, what do the, you mean? In the sense that, like, okay, like, think about it from a person. I mean, let's just imagine we had an 80% income tax. And my company was like, hey, do you want, like a parking spot with your name on it. Like, well, no, just give me the money. Mm-hmm. But if I have an 80% tax, I'm like, yeah, actually spend it on that stupid thing. Because, oh, okay. you know, give me dental, or give me vision, me, give me throw health insurance. into the Yeah. Equation. Like throw whatever benefit, you know, give me the free lunches. Like we see on TikTok. you know, what, what, whatever. Right. And because it's like effectively 80% off if it, if it's not right mixed in. Right. Whereas if it's like a 10% income tax, it's like, whatever, just give me the money. I don't, you right. Know. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and then it just makes things weird, right? It's like, okay, you're you're offering me this weird stuff I don't actually want that much, but at eighty percent off, I want it, right? And so, so then we just end up doing a bunch of weird stuff we wouldn't do if it wasn't like and it's I distortionary. I don't love saying. that idea because I don't love the idea of attaching a whole lot of things to work because even like health insurance at this point, everybody needs a job to get health insurance, and then if you want to leave your job, well, then you really got to think if you're like if I leave my job and go to a new job, what's their health insurance? So. Oh, man, lumping, yeah, that was a huge mistake. Lumping <laughs> everything into, uh, you know, uh, benefits from work is is one of those things that I kind of 
Um, there's a, a company in town that's lumping childcare in with their, so it's great for these people that I, I work here and I can drop my kid off at the work childcare facility and go to work. And it's like a discount because I work there, except that like when, if you hate your job and you want to leave that job, now I have to think about, Oh, I got to find a new job and a new childcare facility. And then I'm not getting that discount. And then is the childcare facility at the new place going to be? hundreds of hundreds of dollars more and therefore doesn't let me change jobs. So yeah, I don't love that. So maybe I do, maybe I do want to get rid of income tax. I mean, who wouldn't want to get rid of income tax, but that would probably destroy some of the ways we would have to counterbalance that yep. some way because we got to pay for uh police, fire municipalities, fixing the roads. Uh, how, how else would we pay for that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's where everything's 30% more expensive, but you know, I, I think, also, don't forget, we use income taxes to help out the working poor in the United States, right? I mean, you get your earned income tax credit and your child tax credit. A lot of that's refundable. I mean, there's a, a lot. I mean, millions and millions and millions of Americans who are getting refunds that didn't. I mean, they may have had withholdings, but they're getting that back plus extra. And we like, and we do this on purpose to just, like, help people out. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, like, on purpose to try to help um, working poor in America. And so if we just get rid of the income tax, like, you know, is – are, are we getting rid of all of that fiscal support we're giving to families all over America? Um, I mean, yeah, probably. So, and then making stuff 30% more expensive. So now if we make sure the sales tax is only on caviar and boats, yeah. Yeah. then it's different. But Well, yeah. that would suck too because the guy that makes 30 grand a year that saved up for a boat now has to save for another couple of years to get that boat. So, yeah, maybe I mean, only on second boats. Second boats. Second boats. Yeah, that's – you know what? That's a that's a good idea. Like the, the, the float, the higher income tax – or the, not income tax, but the higher tax rate on things that are, you know – but they would always have to be the second thing because it wouldn't be fair for the person that worked hard to get the first one. Uh, if I had a second house, that would be, you know, like, okay, well, you have two houses now. That's not, that's that's, not that, great. Maybe that's anyone. an interesting policy. Like, yeah, the first the first, first taste is free, and after that, you got to pay the 30% on, like, everything. Right? Sales tax for everything, first one's free, and then the second one you pay 20 to three. 20 to 30% sales tax on everything. How about this? Like, you get a, you, you get your first pound of bacon, that one's free, but now, but that, who does that hurt? That still hurts people. <laughs> and we're all going to be very culinary adventurous, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making new recipes every day for my entire life. Because- I'm walking in and out of the store a lot to buy individual pounds of bacon because I, like, it's the first pound's free. Well, I'll leave the store and I'll come back and that first pound's free again. No, inc- no uh, sales tax lump to it. Um, does a sales, who does a sales tax? Obviously, it hurts poor people who are buying things. And it doesn't. Oh no, no income tax. <laughs> mm. Who who does the income tax? Like, if we got rid of income tax, does it really help? Like, who does it help? Because I feel like really rich people don't even have quote unquote income yeah, tax. Yeah, right? I mean, in practice, they don't. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the so we think about like the cap, you know, capitalists or like if you're a one percent or whatever. If you've got you know generational wealth. You're not your income isn't coming from that jobby job with your W two right. So W people who have big W twos are like you know you know high high profile attorneys, physicians, dentists, athletes, actors. You know like you know they've got a job. It's just like a lucrative job, so they pay tons of income tax, and they would get a huge benefit from this because then all of that would go away. And then poor people are income tax. Like in Wisconsin, I think it's like three point seven five percent or something like that. So like that's chump change you're making 15 grand a year and your your income tax is three percent on that that's 
Um, okay, so if we got rid of income tax, which the U.S. House of Representatives is floating, that helps like the Hollywood elites. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> so the right, the dentists are excited. Tom Cruise loves that. Tom Cruise loves he's that. He's making ten million a movie, so now the ten million income tax is gone. But not Spielberg, right? Because he's got his own production company and he's doing like you know. Yeah, he's not even he's not even ma- taking a salary at this point, right? He doesn't get paid. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, you know, like he doesn't run Amazon anymore. I think he retired from that. But his quote unquote salary for running Amazon, he gave himself sixty thousand dollars a year. So he was, you know, he, he he doesn't care about income tax either. 608-785-7914, John Robinson's economist at Viterbo University. We're just uh, we're just talking about the economy. So if you have a question, uh, one more time, 608-785-7914. I do, do you have, we'll get to it after the break, but do you have a take on some of the the economics in terms of like uh, defunct shop codes that are, that are getting built? Like I threw all that stuff at oh, you, yeah, but I don't yeah, know yeah. if you had... Oh man, I would love to see us use all of that real estate productively for good things like housing. Like so, every time is every year it just sits there and does nothing. It's just like, but you don't. Looks what like about, a policy failure. What about four Starbucks within a hundred yards of each other? That doesn't <laughs> seem. Hard. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. John Robinson, the economist at Viterbo University, is sitting in studio with me. And I haven't I, – when you're yapping, I'm going to take your picture at some point, John, because I always forget to do that. Um, I'll make sure to, like, wave my arms around wildly. <laughs> well, you do do that sometimes when you're just talking. Uh, we, we will at some point be back on video. We used to do uh, a live video, but um, I don't know. The, the camera that was scotch taped to that speaker <laughs> broke, and I think we're we're re- renovating a little bit. But tax season's coming up. As an economist, are you like a whiz at taxes, or do you just make like somebody else do them for you? Oh yeah, no, I uh, I I I've, I've worked at a tax practice for a while, and uh, I I do my own, um, and uh, it you know it's amazing. I, you know, I feel like I mean just for, I mean if you're a if you're a dairy farmer in the Midwest. If you have five PhDs working on your taxes, that's probably enough. I mean, the, the, it's it's insane how complicated it is making decisions about um, how you're tra- you're treating your cows and your snowmobiles on your taxes. Wait, it's, that's enough, or that's just the bare minimum? Just the bare minimum, because oh, okay. yeah, you, I mean, because you have to choose. You know, if you've got a, a, a like all small business owners know about this, right? You when you buy equipment, you can choose to expense it that year, or you have, or you can spread it out over. Sometime and that like means you got to think. Well, how much tax do I think I'm going to be paying in two, three, four years? And that's like based on how much income my business is going to make, maybe. And like, what's the government going to do with my taxes over the next couple of years, maybe? And uh, and how much work is it going to be to me if I don't like just you know? But if you expense everything all the time, then it's like shoot, I got to buy a tractor or I'm in trouble, you know? Because I didn't buy, I didn't need to buy anything this year. Now I'm now I'm toast. Yeah, so like, oh gosh, yeah, for regular small business owners, the managing their just regular tax decisions is like an incredibly complex problem. I could literally write papers about it and get published probably. Well, it's like to- a, a nightmare. On top of that, they also have to then factor in paying for the people that are going to do your taxes, mm-hmm. which is probably like a couple thousand bucks, right? Yeah, well, and that's, and again, right? Yep. I mean, do you it, expense your own expenses on Paying for somebody to do your taxes? Yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, I saw. I mean, is this a write-off. I mean, this no. You'd have farms where it's like, okay, well, I'm clearing like twenty-five grand a year, and I'm like twelve hundred dollars into my tax return, and that's like a, a, a solid. You know, where it's like charity care kind of deal. 
because they get it's just so complicated. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Now, now is there a way to just make this stuff all easier? As I like, we just got in our in our email the the hey, you can go get your W two, and then that just starts like the like oh my god for me like. I don't know anything about t- and just somebody does it for me, but it costs me money, and I just think this is the stupidest. I hear this all the time. the 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 government already knows what we make and and what we you know what we should be taxed, but we're going to pay a third party a, a, a what an H and R block or a, and they a, and they Inuit. lobbied for that right, right. like they fought to make sure that you had to do it that way right is there is there something to that would if the if Inuit like what is that what oh is yeah that? Intuit yep Intuit what is it called though uh, tax they do turbo tax turbo tax yeah mm-hmm. there it is and or like so these companies lobby the government to make taxes more complicated could the government just go yeah we like we know we don't we don't actually need you to to take all this time stress money and put it into your your taxes in april like we we could figure it out ourselves like, yeah i mean i think for a huge chunk of americans you could just send the return and be like hey does this look good and then send it back you know, that would be not that hard to we do. We could make it less complicated. Even for farmers, could we just make it less complicated for these people or not? Uh, no. And, no. That's, and that's the thing. The, and that's like actually a, one of the major problems of taxing income is it's like really hard to define for actual businesses. Because, again, you have to figure out, okay, well, the money came in, but some money left. But, you know, it did, you know, like, again, I bought a snowmobile, but I don't want to charge the whole cost of the snowmobile to my farm this year. I'm going to use it for a couple of years. Yeah, the snowmobile is is a work expense, so yep, to speak. Yep, chasing Snow, cows with it, right? might be a bad example, but if I bought a tractor on a farm. No, 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 you chase cows with the snowmobile. Oh, you do, okay. Oh, no, I, I mean, not me personally, but yeah. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like, okay, how many, how many, how many kids dog? you got? Okay, you know, three snowmobiles, you're good. Five, yeah. two of those are for fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. Instead of the sheepdog, uh, you're getting yep. snowmobiles to but round yeah, up. But yeah, yeah, like any equipment purchase, so you, it's you know then it's like well how then you got to decide well how much did this count this year and and then well how much money did I make what's well, based on this weird funky decision yeah defining income is hard so, all right so if we did take income taxes out of the equation this would really help small businesses yep I mean it's it, not it would make their life less complicated absolutely right income tax is hard could we take business. income taxes out of the business world would that and 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 keep it in the like no income tax is income tax. I guess it's it, like, Corp- so corporations pay income tax because they're people, right? Right. But uh, yeah, the corporate income tax though is a very small contributor to the overall federal budget. Like I pay income taxes because I get an income, but a business pays different income taxes, right? And yeah, then I the mean, guy I- that owns the business has his own income taxes, right? It's like a, it's <laughs> income tax inception we're doing. Yeah, here. totally. And it depends actually. De- you know, depending on the legal status of the business, sometimes it just goes right onto your personal return. Sometimes it goes onto a partnership, which sends to you. And sometimes this it files its own return, and depending on how you set it up, and yeah, it's Paul it's Ryan's, complicated. Paul Ryan's not in the government anymore, but he was our speaker at one point, and he floated the idea of having a note card tax form. So, like, I I don't know who would have done this, but that sounds like great. I'm just going to put my name, my social, check a couple of boxes, maybe write in my what income for that year from wherever I work. Yeah, and, the number they then, already know, and then maybe not, and probably put it in an envelope because it's got my social security number on there, but. uh I mean, is there a world where that even exists, or was that just like, okay, Paul Ryan, just well, like, I don't know. Like we're saying, like we're literally talking about, yeah, we don't need the note card. The note card's too much. Well, let's just get rid of the note card. Right. And it's, I mean, it's right. It's possible. It creates a bunch of other interesting situations. But uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have to collect taxes on income, but that's what we've done for a hundred years. So it's weird to think about not doing it. Because before the break, we said income taxes kind of benefit the people that are making like three hundred grand a year. 
Yeah, the, or, the, or ne- the opposite. Like they're the people that get hit by it hardest. Yeah. So if we got rid of it, that would that that's would who gets helped. That. They like would love a, that. Like yeah. a doctor or a a a, a well off actor. Yep. Like working I professionals to, with like advanced degrees. Yeah. Um. And who are who are people like in in some regard? Who are people that are still working, but they make you know they make mm-hmm. good bank. Um. But for everyone else, like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a ton. Like somebody making twenty five grand a year, just be like, eh, whatever. Um, but that, but would that blow a hole in in like state? No, uh, federal funding. I mean, I think the. I don't know if they carefully did the math on that twenty three percent number they put in that bill. Because right, the counterbalance, the whole reason we're talking about this is because they were floating the idea federally to get rid of federal income taxes, and I think to counterbalance that, we would add a thirty percent sales tax to everything we buy. Right. That's the that's kind of the broad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the, there was like a few, ex, you know, like sort of some exception, not not exceptions in what you buy so much, but like an income-based sort of like relief in some circumstances. But that was like, I don't know, it's a big bill. So, I, you know, there's some, they're trying to put a little sizzle in there to help out. Like right. if you're really, really hard up, then you get a little bit of help. But Yeah, and then who defines who's hard up? Because I would say that when when Then you're back to doing income again, right? When so. inflation is 8%. Uh, most mm. people listening to this are like, yeah, that's actually hurting me. That's I'm pretty hard up because the price of like, well, we can go back to the egg example, right? Like the price of eggs is up. Uh, what did you say? It was yeah, up this like? was nuts, right? We it was like a dollar eighty to four twenty five yeah. over, you know, gosh, over like a year, right? And the and the and we, what was the flock was down like six percent from bird flu. Yeah, the so, price of eggs have skyrocketed by over two hundred percent in the last year. Well, the, so there's been a bird flu epidemic that, you know, isn't some for some reason isn't political or controversial. Like we're not like, oh, is there really a bird flu? We're not we're not pretending <laughs> yeah, the bird that there flu deniers are. Yeah, there, there's not a bird flu, but the bird flu has hit the the birds at six percent. So we've seen a, a loss of six percent of birds or chickens, I guess, we or whatever's pooping out eggs. Right. Like whatever. <laughs> So we maybe maybe we but I don't know if we've seen a loss of six percent of eggs, but we've seen a loss of six percent of birds. But is a six percent loss in birds a two hundred percent increase in in uh, in the price of eggs? I don't I don't I mean, it doesn't it, correlate. I mean, it, it could if we literally all of us refuse to change our habits. Like you know, I used to buy dollar eggs, and now I buy five dollar eggs, and I am gonna cook all the. I go bring up quiche again, or Yorkshire pudding, or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that egg cooking going. I don't care. Yeah. Right. And if we all decide to do that, well, then who knows? But like, that's not how we work, right? People look at five dollar eggs and go, oh well, you know, I'm done having eggs every morning for breakfast. Like that's crazy. Like we're not, yeah, we're not supply done. Supply and demand. Yeah. Also, so, four dollars and twenty cents like a ton for a dozen eggs. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, it, yeah, it's between four and five in lacrosse most places seems 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line we got a caller coming on caller who's this hello 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 i hear you you calling okay well there's just a prank call it was a prank call i don't know you could we could hear him fluttering in the background there but um yes anyway john robinson sitting in here he's an economist at viterbo university all right we gotta we gotta take a break we'll be back All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. A couple minutes here left to wrap up with John Robinson, economist at Viterbo University. And we finally got Dave. Had a little hiccup before, but Dave is now calling in. Dave, you got a question for John? Uh, Not so much a question, but uh, I'd like you to hear his comments on this. 
the fact that uh, no matter whether it's uh, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party controlling the government, uh, it seems like spending never gets cut back. It just continually gets increased year after year, decade after decade. And until we manage to uh, find the political will to get that under control, no amount of tinkering with the tax code is really going to have any impact. Uh, have I got time to make another quick point? Go ahead, real quick. Okay. Uh, the, the government has a lot of real estate that it does absolutely nothing with, and it keeps acquiring more. Uh, that's wasteful. They should find a way to monetize that or sell it, get rid of it. All right. And I thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Uh, can we do both? Can we can we tinker with tax code and reel in government spending? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think that I mean that's the point's well taken, and in, in that these like they're doing different things. Like this doesn't resolve the budget challenges. If we spend $1.4 trillion and take in one, that's, I mean, it's digging a hole that's getting deeper. Uh, I mean, it is, wait, if, I don't know, it's, it's wild how much federal land there is out west. I mean, if they started selling off federal land in the western half of the United States, I mean, it, there's a ton of value in, in and it's not, it's not all pretty stuff. Like, you I know, mean, it's like most of Nevada is owned. And if you've been to Nevada, you know, like we're not. These aren't beautiful, pristine forests. It's you know, I, so I don't know. There's, I mean, land sales to generate some money to pay down some stuff. It's it's not crazy, but. right? And then, but you got to be careful about well, who's buying the that land. I think, uh, and then what are they going to do with that land? So, I mean, there's always there's always factors there. Um, just wrapping up our conversation, I think we spent most of the time kind of talking about this uh, this income ta- or not income tax uh, to to balance the getting rid of an income tax. We would. We would boost all sales tax to twenty three to thirty percent, and the the I think the conclusion there is getting rid of an income tax kind of helps the upper middle class or the lower upper class, like uh, yep. some of the not the top one percent, but maybe most of the people under that, and apparently small business owners, right? Like that, that uh, yeah. those are the two groups. Yep, and it, and it doesn't or large business owners. And, well, too, it's, I, I guess in the small business owners doesn't necessarily save the money. They're you know probably getting hit on the money side, but it's, it helps them on complexity because just the income taxes are really hard to figure out. There's about a business. month and a half there where they're not stressing about April 15th is coming. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, so, getting, getting on quarterly payments and getting in trouble and so getting bad surprises. I and, mean, so in terms of small business, there's a way to counterbalance that is to give small businesses an opportunity to have somebody do their taxes where it's not costing them money, right? Like there's, I mean, just do that as a public service. Like small businesses, we're going to have... The government's going to help you with your taxes. Sure. I mean, it's just like kind of crazy. Like, okay, we made a really stupid, annoying process, so we're going to, you know, hire a bunch of people to wade through this stupid process we made. And right. We're going to capitalize. I mean, okay. We're going to capitalist, <laughs> capitalist it. We're going to capitalize on it. We're going to have a third party come in. Uh, it's the middleman. It goes back to my universal health care. We have the health care. We have the hospitals and the, where the sick people can go, and we have the sick people. But we've put a middleman in with health insurance companies to decide uh, how much to pay and whether or not we can and, and cannot get um, and then, okay, so income tax, we got that. And then the 23% ta- sales tax on everything or 30% sales tax on everything, that really just hurts anyone that's lower, middle to lower class, right? That's that's where the big bulk of that's going. Yeah, I mean, anybody who buys stuff and, right, the you know, the, the closer you are to living in poverty, the more of your money gets spent on buying survival things, right? And so. those people are always, you know, you'll see this once in a while, they're always a... Um, a, well, I'll talk about me, a broken transmission away from, from being in a severe situation where if they get a $1,000 bill on a car, mm. 
and but you add thirty percent to that thousand dollar bill. Well, now it's a thirteen hundred dollar bill. So that, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know where the political win is there for when we're when as as politicians are floating that idea or how it would help people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My guess is the goal is, hey, let's just show the world that it can be different. Let's just send a send a message, and then it's going to die and go away, and we'll keep doing the way things we've all been <laughs> and doing. We'll and, just do the status quo. Yeah. But it gave us an hour to talk. Thanks, John. Yep. Thanks. <laughs>